Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Hi, friends. Welcome to Equipped to Be. I'm so glad that you're here today. I have a special announcement before we begin the episode today. Back in February of 2020, my broadcast went live on Focus on the Family. Now, I didn't know how it was going to go at the time, but as it turns out, fast forward all these months later as the world has changed, and I have found out that the broadcast, Parenting the Heart of Your Teen, was one of their most popular broadcasts. And as such, it has now been included in Focus on the Family Best of 2020 series. I want to make sure that you know about it. My broadcast will re-air on Focus on the Family on YouTube, on their page, on their app, Focus on the Family app. It will re-air on December 23rd at 3 a.m. So while you're wrapping presents or you're cooking meals for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, tune in. I think you're going to enjoy that episode at Focus on the Family. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Equipped to Be. I'm so glad you're with us today. Hey, I say this every episode. I know I do. You're going to love this episode. I have Misty Phillips on the program today. Misty and I got to know each other because she invited me to speak at her conference, and I'm going to let her tell you about that. I also got to know her because we are both authors, and we are both podcasters and speakers. And so there's a lot of synergy between Misty and I. So that's why I think you're going to love this conversation, because that's exactly what it's going to be. Misty and I have been chatting it up before I hit the record button. And now we're just going to invite you to join us around the table as we chat and visit and encourage you in your faith by how God has led Misty and myself and in our journey and what God may be stirring and doing in you. So with that, I'm going to bring Misty on the program. Misty, thanks so much for joining me on Equipped to Be. I'm so excited that you're with us. I know everybody's going to love listening to you. Hey, Connie, I am so excited to be here today, and I love your podcast and what you're doing. I still remember you coming to Spark and saying, my podcast just launched, it just launched, and uh, I've been following your journey and listening to your show, and, and it's been such an encouragement. You know, that was kind of funny for you listeners that don't know, because I didn't give too much of an introduction. I'm going to come back to the how we met at the Spark and how that went. But I want you to tell my listeners a little more about you. And yes, I said you're a podcaster and you're an author and you run a conference for Christian podcasters and you were a homeschool mom and you were in the corporate world. But I just can't do it justice the way you can tell the story of how God has brought you to where you are today. So take us back and tell us a little bit about your story. 
Yeah. So my story is a little bit of an unconventional one. I, like you said, I started in my career in the corporate world. I was working for Enron before it imploded. And I thought for sure I knew exactly what I wanted to do, but I'd always wanted to be a wife and a mom. And God had given me at that point, I had two incredible sons and he began putting on my heart that I was supposed to homeschool. And I was like, what? What are you talking about, God? You want me to leave my cushy job, which I had a, I had a really great setup. I only went downtown two days a week. I got to work from home. I lived next door to my mother-in-law. She watched my kids. I mean, it was just the best setup in the world. And the day that they wanted me to start working full time and they said, we're going to give you a week to decide. And the day that I was supposed to turn my decision in, I got up that morning and I was praying and I didn't know what to do because I didn't see how things were going to make ends meet because at that point I was making more money than my husband. And I was just really praying and asking God, like, what, what are we going to do? What should I do? And my son, Connor, started having grand mal seizures. And he seized continuously over the next couple of days. And I was like, okay, God, I hear you. I will quit my job and stay home and homeschool because I knew that that's where I needed to be. And so that's how I started in my homeschool journey. I homeschooled my boys all the way through and when they started to fly the coop, I was like, oh my gosh, I am going to be in so much trouble if I don't find something else to do with my <laughs> life until I have grandchildren. And so that's when that sort of second career took off of writing and speaking and podcasting and hosting conferences and all of the other things. It was really an answer to prayer. Like, what does my next season look like? Because I went to college on the welcome days with my oldest son, and they literally patted me on the shoulder and said, Mom, your job is done now. It's time to go. And I'm like, why can't I homeschool with my child, you know? <laughs> I think that's always dangerous when somebody says, mom, your job's finished. And I was like, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> and who, yeah, are, no. who are you to tell me I'm done? <laughs> well, not only that, it just becomes a different role, right? I mean, we're always going to be their mom, so. Yeah, yeah. But I, but you know, I don't know about you. There's a bittersweetness about that job. It, it's not like a corporate job where you hit and you're kind of like making all these decisions and you decide when you're going to exit or when you're going to pivot. And then, you know, we have these children. I don't know that we expect the range of emotions that we feel as we get closer to finishing what I would consider the primary role of teaching, equipping, shaping, mold, and fashioning. I mean, as you know, because we both have older kids, your role changes and you're still influencing your kids. Man, you're still influencing them and walking them through important decisions, but the weight of it all changes you know it's not really all on you it starts to be on them and you're the the coach and the the trainer and stuff but that bittersweetness of you having to come to the realization of oh my role is actually ending in this capacity and I'm going to be changing tell me about your book and then and by the way your book won several awards so you have to tell us about the award that your book won but what made you write your book and tell us a little bit about it yeah. So my book is called The Struggle is Real, But So is God. And it is a six-week 
journey through the Bible on, it's a topical Bible study on overcoming. And that was really birthed out of a lot of the struggles that I faced, both before I became a believer. And then after I became a believer, we went through, you know, so many things, grief and loss and we lost a lot of babies. We lived next door to my husband's parents who both had brain tumors. It just, in those early days of our marriage, it seemed like we could never get a break. And it was only by the grace of God that I could get through that. And so I poured myself into Bible study. Bible study became the thing that gave me the strength to be a mother and to homeschool and to have a special needs child and to homeschool all boys and to have all these, you know, different levels that I was teaching at the same time, because there's an eight-year gap between my oldest and my youngest with that special needs child in the middle. And and those days were just, they were hard, but God was just so good to me. And he just taught me so much. I call that my hidden years. You know, you've, you've maybe heard, heard that term, the hidden years, but, you know, it was where God really at my kitchen table with my Bible open just poured into me. And I knew once I realized I'm the older woman, it's my duty. It is my responsibility to teach the younger women. And because I lived a lot of that early years without the tools that I needed to be walking well in the Lord and not be discouraged, I didn't really know how to use scripture. The Bible says that it's the sword of the spirit and it's our weapon. And I didn't understand how to use that. And so I wanted to to teach other people to declare the scriptures over themselves, to journal, to be in the word, to praise God, to do all of those things, because our faith is going to be challenged in this world. That was one of the last things Jesus said to the disciples before he left. We can take heart because Jesus has overcome the world. And that was the root of what caused me to want to write that study. I wanted other people to know life is going to be hard. Yes, but God is good. And he's with us in the middle of the struggle. And he's there to see us through. You know, that's how timely is that? Because we find ourselves, our whole world is dealing with hard matters of life. And what a what a perfect book. The struggle is real, um, but so is God. I just kind of wrote down what you said. And listeners, I, you know, mamas and, and dads that are listening to this program, I want you to write down the hidden years because I believe many of you are in the hidden years, you're you're facing some some grief or loss or struggle or anxiety or uncertainty. Maybe you've lost your job or, you know, there's more bills at the end of the bank account and you don't know what's going to happen next. Maybe you haven't been able to go to church. Maybe your kids are home learning virtually and, and that might not be going well. Uh, even if you are an experienced veteran homeschool mom, this is still a challenging time because there's just so much disruption, Misty, that's out there. And I love when you said the hidden years. I haven't thought of them that way before, but God has certainly called me to quietness many times in my life. And it is in those quiet places that we're able to to lean in and listen to the Lord. And now I think in many ways, because of the distraction and the disruption that we're living in with this virus, parents do have more time. Would you agree with that? That there there is actually more time for reflective time with the Lord, introspection with what God's doing in your family or in your life. Do you feel that that is universally true or do you feel it was, but now it's it's no longer? 
Yeah, well, I think that, you know, a lot of the busyness of our life, the things that we were going all over, I mean, I'll take, for example, uh, my husband had a job where every day he would go out for lunch. We have literally been out to eat a handful of times since the pandemic. Many of the distractions have just been cut out. And so, yeah, I do think that it has allowed more time, but I also think it depends on on the individual in what we focus our time because we can be intentional with our time and we can have more time to to sit and to be with the Lord if we create that time in our schedule or we can find other things within our home to distract us and keep us busy with Netflix or you know cleaning out our closets or whatever. So I think it really comes down to us as individuals. I think that there's been a great pause and we've been allowed to um, have time, but I think it's really up to the individual. Like, what are you doing with that time that God has given you? And I want to be one that is found faithful with the time. And I want to be a good steward of my days and knowing that our days are evil. And so I want to make sure that I'm girded up in the word before I do anything else. I love that. There's two words I wrote down when you said that. And one is like, how are you spending the time that you have and being girded up with the truth of spending time in his word? When we get into scripture and we are focusing on listening to the Lord and allowing his word to renew our mind, something that has has struck me with you, and we've talked about this before, is we live our life in seasons. So if you're in your 20s and you're listening to this, thank you. I'm so glad you're here. You're in the building phase of your life. You've got more life you know, um, God willing, you've got more life ahead of you than say, I do, because I've lived longer. But when you're in your 20s, you're in that building phase, you're having children, or you're getting married, uh, you're really diving down into career world like uh, Misty and I were. And it's like, hey, the sky's the limit in, in many ways, because I often say in disruption, always comes innovation. I mean, that's what we're seeing happening. Who knew we were going to be in this season that we're in right now? And look at all the amazing products, services, goods that have come out of having lived through COVID. And then when you're in your 30s, you know, you're having your children and you're kind of figuring out the parenting thing. If you start having a family about that time, you're settling into life and your career seems to be more on track if you're working or if you're homeschooling. You've got a few years under your belt, your 40s. Obviously, you even get more comfortable. And then as you get toward your late 40s, early 50s, life changes yet again. Misty, and that makes me think of something you said about time. We have talked about this before, and I know on the program, friends, you have heard me talk about God does not have second best for you. Misty, you talked about having this corporate career and you loved what you do. It was like tailor-made just for you and you loved it and you had to make a decision. And it wasn't a decision where we go from the great to the, oh gosh, I got to be home with these kids. Or you got, now I'm going to homeschool on top of them. And, And that was my story. I was in a corporate world, loved what I did. And then I started having children and I stepped out of that. And in society, it was like, you gave up that for being a stay-at-home mom. And I'm not saying, I'm not judging if you're you're not. I'm just telling a story here. And then when God called me to homeschool, it was like, oh, man, I go from here down all the way down to homeschooling. And it was in the homeschooling that I really discovered 
some things that really mattered more. And Misty, I know you and I've talked about this, but when we think about seasons and pivoting, you were coming to the end of your homeschool journey, and you started asking the Lord, God, what's next? Am I going to give back, as you said, the Titus II mom? Did I give back to younger homeschool moms and encourage and equip them? Do I go back to corporate life and kind of like step right back in as if I never missed a beat? Or what's next? Tell us about the podcast and then tell us about the Spark Conference and how did God in those days as you knew life was changing for you, you're turning the tassel for the last time. What did you do? Yeah. So, you know, I have a special needs son. So for me, I knew that I needed to do something where I could have freedom and flexibility. And part of that was being at home. And so that's when I started the the writing journey. But my family the whole time was telling me, mom, mom, writing is hard for you. Like you really need to podcast because you love to talk. And so I actually was on my first podcast interview in 2017. And, you know, they kept telling me, mom, you need to podcast. My husband, they bought me a mic. I moved it around my house because I wasn't really sure what I was supposed to talk about. Would anybody care? Is anybody going to listen? And finally, I was going to She Speaks uh, with my Bible study to pitch my Bible study. And God dropped it on my spirit, what my podcast needed to be about. And he said, in my spirit, I just felt him say that people need to know that they're not alone in the trials that they face. So I want you to interview people and have them tell their story about where they are so that they can give hope to someone else in the journey. The thing that I didn't realize was that I would start that and I would absolutely fall in love with it. And so I had no idea what I was doing. I did everything wrong, but I am a dreamer and a doer. And so I just like, I just started, like, I don't even, I, sometimes I don't even, you know, look before I leap, which can be a, a dangerous thing. So I don't recommend that, which is why I started to teach and train people how to podcast so they can start off on the right footing and do the right Thing with their podcast. And I actually was working on another book and it wasn't working. I was trying really hard to make that book fit. And my husband just came to me and said, baby, you have an agent that wants to work with you and you're just flattered. He said, I don't think this is what you're supposed to be doing. And I went, Oh, oh, it's so painful and so true. I'm so glad that I have my husband um, loves me enough to speak truth into my life and doesn't just tell me what I want to hear. And so he told me that. And I took that to the Lord in prayer. And I'm like, Lord, if it's not this other book, then what is it? Where does my gifting and my calling line up in this season? So at that point, it was my youngest son's senior year. And I wanted to finish the journey well. So I wanted, I didn't want to be head down in another book, trying to make this book work and, and really strive and push in my own strength to do it. I really wanted to do what was God's best and what he wanted me to do. And so I prayed that prayer and God put spark on my heart. And that was in October of 2019. And we had the conference in February, just weeks before the world shut down. And there's just so many amazing parts of that story, the things that God did, because you were there, Connie, you spoke, and it was such an incredible event. And there were just so many connections that were made. People were trained on how to do a podcast. 
people made connections. There were author friends of ours that were there that got interviews. It was just this really beautiful synergistic thing. And then the world stopped. But before that, God had put it on my heart to start training podcasters in an online form. And I just want to say to your listeners, you know, we don't always know what's next, but God does. God God knows everything. And if we will just trust him and seek him and pray, he is faithful to lead us and guide us. Because even looking back in my homeschool journey, things that that I didn't see that God was using all of those things, even in that time, to prepare me for this next season. So one example is I had my kids in speech and debate because I was really afraid to speak. And I, I wanted to be a speaker, but I really was afraid to. It was a dream that I had from the time I was really little. And then I buried that dream in my heart and didn't really think about it and, and actually became afraid to speak. So I put my kids in speech and debate and we did six years of speech and debate where we traveled all over the country and I taught kids how to speak. Well, that whole time, little did I know that wasn't just for my kids. That was my training ground to learn what makes a good speech, how to connect with an audience, how to have well-found reasoning to speak. So it's interesting that all along the way, God's using every part of our story for what he has for us next. Oh, I love it. If we'll just pray and seek him and sometimes just wait. Right now I'm in a waiting period as I try to figure out what's next for Bark for 2021. Is it is it going to be all virtual? Is it going to be in person? What what does that even look like? How how do you do with waiting? I mean, really, I don't mean to interrupt you, but <laughs> I, I'm in a season of waiting, I'll be honest with you. And you know, I am not the best waiter. I like to like move. And uh, God has, it's almost like he's had his hand on my head saying, sit. (laughs) I'm like, no, I want to wiggle and squirm. And I don't just, I don't always just sit and, and Misty just like, okay, Lord, I'll just wait on you. I, I become impatient. How, how are you at the waiting thing? Well, I think Tom Petty had a song that said the waiting is the hardest part. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it is. It's hard, especially people like you and I that are very driven. And, you know, I want to plan everything and, you know, I want to do and I want to go and I want to be. And so to just sit and be still and wait on the Lord is really, really hard. But I think that's a principle that we see over and over and over in Scripture. But when we do that, when we wait on God and we don't forge ahead in our own strength, then we can wait on Him and His blessing and that obedience, like He blesses that obedience. And then we can do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think because he's in it. It's not something that we're pushing on our own. Oh, just repeat that. Just repeat that last phrase because I think we have to write that on a post-it note, which I, I'm probably sure most people love post-it notes as much as I do uh, because my my office and my house is full of post-it notes. But say that again and just let's write that down and remember what you just said about pushing. Do you remember what you said? I don't know exactly what I said, but you know, the point is if if we partner with God and we wait on him and we're just still and we wait 
for his instruction on how we can move. Then we are partnering with a God who is the one who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we could ask or think, because he's the one who is doing it. And then we're walking in our purposes with him as well. And then he can do what only he can do. And that's what Spark was like. Even, you know, every day, Connie, I had no idea really what I was doing, but I would wake up and I would say, okay, God, what are we going to do today? Because it was an answer to a prayer. He gave me my instructions, but I had no idea how to do it. So every day I had to go, okay, God, what's next? What's next? And so now I find myself, look, I want to, I want to move forward. And I've got people asking me all the time, what are we doing for Spark? What are we doing for Spark? And I'm like, we're waiting on the Lord. And that's a really hard thing, especially when other people are depending on you for an answer because they want to know because they want to plan. They want to know what they're doing. And so it's hard. It's really hard, but it's good. I think we need to go to part two. Can you join me for another episode? And let's continue this conversation because I feel like we've just scratched the surface. As we close out this segment, Misty, tell us the name of your podcast. Tell us where we can find your book and tell us where we can find information about the Spark Conference. So uh, my podcast is called By His Grace because everything I do is by his grace. And you can find out about all of the things at mistyphillip.com. My book is there, the blog. Then there are links to uh, the Spark uh, Christian Podcast Conference and the Rocket Podcast Community. And you can listen to the podcast there. So that's the best place to go is mistyphillip.com. Well, I know we're leaving the listeners kind of like on the edge of the cliff of listening to God and waiting on God and trusting Him, and you make it sound like so easy, but it's because you've had lots of practice. And so listeners, as you kind of mull over some of the things that Misty has shared and we've discussed, and I'm sure you've taken notes. I've got a page of notes, just uh, things that Misty has shared that I wrote down, just about listening and waiting for the next season of life and what God's going to call you to, whether it's waiting to get married or waiting to have a baby or waiting for your kids to start school or waiting for um, another child or taking care of parents or all the different seasons that you and I face as women and moms and wives. There's so many different things that come along, but just as we've talked about that and and Misty mentioning the hidden years about taking heart, that life can be hard, but God is, as she said with her book, the struggle is real and so is God. And some of the things that you have gleaned from her about saying yes and saying no and trusting and waiting on God, that that's just like the key thing of our lives. So as we close out this segment of Equipped to Be, I want to thank you for listening and joining us today. And hey, stay tuned because Misty's coming back for another episode of Equipped to Be. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.